let's do this. Okay. Hi, Joy. Hi, Abby. How are you? I am great. How are you today? I'm doing well. All right. So, how do you describe racism and microaggression in your own words? I think racism is... Um, well, I can't use a Google definition because it says my own words, but <laughs> racism is discrimination against a group of people, whether that be like ethnic or racial, um, that is based off of the color of their skin or like whatever their or culture sex. is, sex, anything, any kind of discrimination, even any though, way to harm someone. Yeah. Harm someone based off of their how they look or how what they believe in yeah and then microaggressions are just like the actions that might not directly be like you know like enslaving people or like putting people in concentration camps because of those small comments right so like that could be like telling somebody like oh shouldn't you get good grades because you're asian or something like that hence the word micro right micro actions it's not super noticeable if you haven't experienced it before yeah i yeah so what is your opinion on how racism is developing in the world today as a whole? Well, I think in the past it's gotten better. Like we went through the whole civil rights movements throughout American history and stuff like that. We've gotten rights, and I put that in quotes, rights for <laughs> yeah. supposedly every group, but you know, that's not always true and there's still going to be there's always going to be like racism in the world. There is, yeah. And I think the fact that we had to have the marches in the summer of 2020 for like black lives matter and stuff i think that that really speaks volumes and says like we obviously still have a problem it's just getting worse yeah like i think it got better for a time but it's just consistently gotten worse and worse because roller coaster where you're going up and down up and down and then there's a big loop (laughs) right right. yeah but Um, i think that's just like yeah so, yeah. how do you think racism is developing in Bexley? Um, I think it's kind of the same, honestly. Since Bexley is majority white, they are incredibly pri- privileged and they don't yeah. understand what it's like to like be a minority in a white space. And yeah. Bexley is primarily a white space. So, anybody who's a minority is obviously going to be uncomfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. And I also think that like with the whole group chat... Um, who I won't, I won't bring up names, but the whole, like, George Floyd Brotherhood group chat, the fact that they were adding people of color into that group chat and calling them, like, openly calling them slurs, I think that is honestly really embarrassing. That really shows how Bexley just doesn't care. And then Bexley did nothing about that. Because they were like, oh, it was in the summer and it wasn't on school property, but, like, those were students who go to Bexley. Yeah, it's a student. No, it's a student. Take problem. Take action. Take responsibility. Yeah, for it. yeah. Um, what was it? Um, did you uh, did you move to Bexley? I did move to Bexley. Um, what was it like making that transition to Bexley, or what was it like like growing up in Bexley? Um, well, I came from. I moved here from Cincinnati, and I moved schools in Cincinnati like three times. There was one school that I went to that was an inner city school. It was. The school for creative and performing arts oh, and yeah no it was fun um, <laughs> and i was one of two kids that wasn't black in my class and the other kid was white and i'm mixed but i am white passing and so people don't really know that i'm asian mm-hmm. and 
so there I felt like I it was more comfortable. And then I moved to Seven Hills where it was primarily Asian. That's got to be the and, best. Yeah, no, it was nice. I mean, they still thought that I was white, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, you know. But then I moved to Bexley, and I was immediately accepted because I looked like everybody else. Because I'm not, I don't have Asian eyes really. I don't have mm-hmm. Asian features. I don't really look Asian. That doesn't take away from like the fact that I am Asian, but. Yeah. I was just accepted into the people because they were like, oh, she's a white girl. Yeah, I get. And as soon as I started being like, no, I'm not white, then that was when people were like, oh, okay. You're not and like who I thought you were. Yeah, exactly. And then I joined yeah. the group with like the most ethnic diversity. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of like mm-hmm. how that was. So. I feel like we've been over this, but have you ever experienced racism out in Bexley? Yeah, and again, like, it wasn't, hasn't really been as much as other people because of the way that I look. Mm -hmm. So it, for me, it hasn't been based on looks. It's been from people who are aware that I'm half Chinese. Mm -hmm. And so it's been, like, kind of the same thing as you. Like, oh, aren't you Chinese? You're supposed to be smart. Oh, you play violin, don't you? You play piano. (laughs) Granted, yeah. I used to play piano, but... Yeah, same! <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there have been a few people who have, like, called me a slur, and I just... I didn't know what to do, and so I didn't do anything about it. And that's kind of sat with me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. There have been people who have pretended to try to speak Mandarin. Oh, my gosh. I can't with the people... They've uh, called me, like, Ching Chong, stuff like that. Yep. And... There's also a complete... I wouldn't call it... I'd call it a microaggression because mm-hmm. people don't understand that there are, like, more countries in than Asia... Than just the three major J- right. countries. Like China, China Japan, Japan... Vietnam. Taiwan. India. Yeah. Like people they assume that that's Asia. Exactly. Not that there's dozens, literally dozens of other smaller countries which have, have huge impacts on Asian culture exactly. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the other day, quick side thing, I had a friend and I was like, I was saying something and I was like, yeah, you know, because I'm Chinese. And he goes, wait, what? And I was like, I'm Chinese. You know this. And he was like, I thought you were Asian. And I just, (laughs) I hung up the phone. I was like, no, I'm done. I, I don't, I don't know how many times I have had to explain to people that I am Asian. Right. They're like, oh, I thought you were Indian. I'm like, okay, well, I That's am, but India Asia. is also in Asia. Right. And then I've been past as like, people thought I was a mix between a black and Asian, which was Blasian, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Right. <laughs> but, oh, That's yeah. Good... That's another point. Fetishized. Yeah. Like, Blasians and Wasians are completely fetishized. Yeah. And people are like, oh, like, you're half so Asian? That's like, you're... that's hot. And I'm like, um, I'm like, go away, you. go away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah. so, um, adding on to your experience of whatever, um, racism or discrimination that you've experienced personally, mm-hmm. can you tell us about that experience? I know you already kind of elaborated on that, but does any one like experience really stand out to you? Um, I'm you're fine. You're good. Um, <laughs> There was this one time, and it wasn't racism directed at me, but it was just... I was sitting in the library, and I was in, like, one of the 
single cubicle thingies so that I could just like get my (laughs) so that I could get my work done and I was sitting there and there were three kids on the other side of it talking and one of them he seemed like a pretty chilled guy he was talking about how he's studying Mandarin and the other guy was he just like strung together a bunch of syllables and he was like did what did I just say that is and the kid was like oh yeah like that that actually was something and he was like wait really and he was like no you're stupid which i appreciate the kid for, <laughs> i appreciate that like saying that but, but i was also like the fact that he just like nobody pointed out to him that that was wrong and i was too afraid to like stand up and I, say yeah hey that wasn't okay like you hear kids they'll be like they'll be like in, in, imitating right like chinese accents or yep. or any accent like Indian accents are really like oh, imitated because people think it's funny. they think it's funny and it's not like it's, funny. It's just you an are, accent. You are literally discriminating and hating on a race and a culture without even realizing you're doing it. Right, yeah. I think that's such a big thing. That is um, a big thing. So do you feel like sharing your story and anyone sharing their story will help improve the acknowledgement of racism in Bexley? I mean, I hope that it does because so far all the minorities and, like, people of color that we've talked to have just been, like, I don't see what good it's going to do for me to, like, fill out the survey or something like that because nothing's going to change. And so I hope by, like, like, having people open up and be like, hey, this did happen to me and, like, it's okay for this to happen. Create a safe space. Yeah. I, I think once a safe space is created in Bexley where people can speak up and have find comfort in other people who have experienced the same thing i think then maybe it'll change and be a more positive environment for minorities that's what we all hope right right crossing my fingers um what do you think like your peers in school administration could possibly do to improve racism well i think acknowledgement is a really big part of it so like going back to the whole yeah yeah, educate acknowledge the whole group chat thing Bexley didn't even acknowledge it. Some of the I, other schools yeah. expelled other their schools kids. Other schools expelled their kids. Even and though Bexley it was in the summer. Nothing. Yeah. And so I think that just is like going along with the whole Bexley sweeping everything under the rug. They don't care. Yeah. And they say that they care, but they really... Actions speak louder than words. Actions it definitely doesn't speak seem louder like they than care. words. And we haven't, we haven't done this big thing. Anyways. I could also bring up one more thing the yeah. homecoming dress oh please do a certain person wore a chinese kipao oh yes to homecoming. i remember this uh-huh and talked to their friends and all their friends were like yeah no like that would be fine that's fine and none of their friends were chinese yeah. none of them were asian they had one black friend but they had two other white friends that they talked to and all of them said that it would be fine and then when I stopped talking to that person for, I think, like, five months, they apologized five months later, and they are like, I really didn't mean to, like, I thought it would be fine, and I was like... Yeah. But you thought the, you thought of it being a problem, you asked your friends, and then they all said that it was fine, and you went on and with it. And you didn't really get the perspective from someone right. who you would be hurting. Right, like, you could have asked anybody else, anybody. Yeah, that's just, like, like people... Whatever don't recognize that there are people here that they can talk to to see if it's culturally appropriate to do that but they decide not to and they decide to hurt people along the way Mm -hmm. and that also goes for like white people in cornrows and box braids yes that's a big one yeah 
<laughs> so thank you for listening to this Yay. episode please contact us if you want to talk about your personal experiences mm-hmm. and we will get back to you as soon as possible we would love to have you on um thank you and have a great day